And I yeah, 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 just, yeah. And we don't want to forget, right? Some good content. Yeah, awesome, man. I uh, I'm looking forward to this. So your your audience are all other podiatrists. So basically, there's um, you know we all probably read the same stuff. So Kennedy kind of talks about developing your little niche and your little tribe, and yeah. uh, and I know some people that do healthcare. And they seem to dilute a little too much and they, cause I think they want to have a bigger, a bigger net. net. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm practice full time and this is kind of my side hustle. I use my lunch hours and I just enjoy meeting people and yeah. learning things. I learn stuff and then I can share that with other podiatrists in my list. And I, a lot of times people have a lot of great resources to give to these busy doctors. And so that's yeah. what I'm hoping to get from, from you when we chat here. Cool, man. Well, I'll, uh, I'll do my damnedest to help out as much as possible. How's okay. That? Um, hello, and welcome to Podiatry Practice Mastery. Uh, my name is Don Pelto, and I have Mr. Tim Fitzpatrick here. Welcome, Tim. Don, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, it's nice to, nice to have you. And uh, I, I, tell me a little bit about your, your background in, in marketing and interested in helping people with the basics in, in marketing. Yeah, absolutely. So I'll, I'll try to give you the cliff note version, uh, Don. I, I was not a very entrepreneurial kid. I mean, I was always a good student, very disciplined, driven. Uh, I went to when I went to college. I was a math major. Had no idea what the heck I wanted to do. Uh, but I graduated, and I still had no idea what I wanted to do. My dad had been a manufacturer's rep in the consumer electronics space for a long time, and he had started a distribution company a couple of years before I graduated. So when I got out, I said, hey, he had no full-time employees in the distribution company at that point. And um, I said, look, let me help you out while I figure out what the heck I want to do. And he said, cool. So I was going to work for him for the summer. Well, you know, that was it. After three months, I was hooked. Uh, I loved it. I was, since I was the first full-time employee, I was shipping, I was receiving, I was selling, I was marketing. Anything that needed to be done day to day, I had to do. And uh, so at, at the end of three months, I said, look, let me, I'd love to stay on if you'll have me. And he said, sure. And it worked out really well. I, I eventually became a partner. We had multiple partners in the business. I managed the company day to day. And uh, it was like an on the job MBA. I learned more in six months than I did in four years of college. Wow. So it was an amazing experience. The company grew about 60% a year. We sold it after nine years. And then I stayed on for a while, another three years. Then I transitioned into real estate. I had always been interested in real estate. Uh, man, Donna hated it. I, you know, after, after two to three years, I kept waking up and every morning I'm like, oh my God, I got to go do this all over again. This sucks. And what is the point in owning a business if you go to work every day and you say it sucks? So I took a step back and that's when I shifted and transitioned into marketing. I looked at, you know, where my skill sets lie, what I, what I enjoyed doing. And so I got into marketing and that's, what I'm doing today. And as you touched on, man, so many people are just battling information overload with marketing. There's so many different channels, gurus, tactics. And as a result, they just don't know like what the heck is the next step for me to take to get where I want to go. So we help people create, implement, and manage a marketing plan so that they can communicate the right message to the right people, which is going to help them build results that last. That's it's, awesome. so, it's so easy to skip the fundamentals. But the fundamentals in any discipline lay the foundation for your success. And I see too many people skipping the fundamentals of marketing. And that's why I focus on the fundamentals. 
That's awesome. You know, at the end, we're going to, you know, people are going to listen. They can learn how they learn more about you. But let's start with giving some people some some great value. What are some simple ways people can hone in on this topic of ideal client? And I know that's a topic we hear when you study direct response or marketing and ideal, an avatar. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of us as doctors, we struggle with it because I'm like, oh, I have tons of avatars. I have an Achilles tendonitis avatar. I have a 50 yes. female plantar fasciitis avatar. I'll talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So the easiest place to start is with your existing and past customer base. We do not need to reinvent the wheel here. And I like to have people start by asking themselves three questions. One, who, like, what patients have you worked with that you just loved? What was it about those people? Like, come on, we don't want to go to work and work with people that make us want to bang our head against a wall every day. So let's look at the patients that we've worked with that we just loved and what were they like? The second thing is what, which patients were more profitable, right? Some of the things that you do are far more profitable than others. And if we're going to thrive, and make a lot of money and help a lot of people, we need to do profitable work. You know, now obviously in the healthcare space, this can be a little bit different, right? Cause you, you know, you've got insurance companies to deal with in some cases. And so th- there are a lot of moving pieces there, but we still need to look at like, man, what work are we doing that's super profitable? And then the other thing we need to look at is what patients have we worked with that we have gotten just great results for. Who do we help the best, right? We are, when we are done working with them, they are like, oh my God, Dawn, you changed my life. Like I I was walking with a damn limp. My foot was in pain every damn day. And when you were done, my life, it's different. I am so much better. I can get around. I don't have to worry about how I'm gonna get around each day and how much pain I'm gonna have with my foot. You ask yourself those three questions. That is the subgroup of past and current patients where you start to look and dig deeper into the demographics of those people, what their needs were, what the problem was, what the results were. Those are your ideal clients. If you can attract more of, or in patients, excuse me, if you can attract more of those types of patients, your business is going to be far, far better. Wow. I think that's, that's, that's great. So let's say we have, I'll just pick one. We can kind of play a game. Yeah. So one, one of the games would be for, for, for us, uh, Achilles tendonitis, people have had okay. a long time. There's a, a new procedure we do called shockwave therapy. It, it re- reimburses well, not by insurance, they pay cash. And so I find that these different silos or niches, I, I find one of the struggles I have, you probably have clients like that. I get the idea. I know this is the one I make a little song and dance show and then I get bored and I go on to the next one. Like, I don't know how to go deep. And I don't know if you're going to talk about that, but you talked about some mistakes that people, I'm guessing that's one of the mistakes is not going deep enough in, in developing like a whole something based around that, whatever that. Yeah. And so I'll give you, I'll give you a great example here, Don, because I, I, you're, you're touching on something here. That's really important. Um, I mean, you gotta, whatever you're going to focus on, you need to be, you need to enjoy because if you're not going to enjoy it, you're going to get bored. And look, people tell when you're not passionate about it, they can tell that. Yeah. But my, so uh, this is, this is a, an example from the dental world, but my, both of my kids had tongue tie and I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to explain it well, but you know, when your tongue is tied, it can't move in your mouth the way it needs to. And it impacts all kinds of things. Uh, You know, your speech, 
how your how your mouth grows, your, posture, your everything. Yeah, orthodontics, all of this stuff. You're breathing. Well, I so we went to our orthodontist referred us to a dentist that specializes in tongue tie. That is all this guy does. He used to be a pediatric dentist and he found this niche of tongue tie and that's all he does. He does enough business. I mean, he's booked for two, three months out at a time. If you can take that same concept in the podiatry world and find something, and I'm not saying you have to do this. This is just an example of how you can potentially niche and go super deep. Like if you need to get tongue tie in Denver, Colorado and the surrounding area, this is the dude. Hmm. Like everybody refers him because he does it day in, day out. He knows exactly what he's doing. Like when you, when somebody's doing a procedure on you, who do you want? You want the person that is doing, the, he's done thousands of these procedures. Yeah. Same thing. Look, hmm. you're in the podiatry world, you're talking about your foot. Like if that procedure gets messed up, it can mess up the rest of your life. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Huh. So the biggest mistake, I guess, for when people are trying to do these things, that what do you think are the two biggest mistakes then that they make? When people are selling their, their services, the two biggest mistakes they make are one, not focusing their message on how they're going to help that person survive and thrive. How are we, how are you going to solve the pain that I have and what result What's the benefit that I'm going to get when I work with you? Our messaging needs to focus on that. Like, I'll give you an example, Don. Before we jumped on, I just did a search. Denver podiatrist. Okay? Bunch of search results come up. I clicked on the first five websites that showed up in organic search results down on, in, on page one of Google. If I removed the logo from every single one of those websites, I couldn't tell you who the hell they were. Hmm. They all said the same damn thing. So there's like no differentiation. How are you different than any other podiatrist that is out there? Why would I want to work with you? None of those websites talked about, I want to see when I hit land on the front top of that website, like, how do you help people? What's the benefit? And what's the next step I need to take? Because if I got foot pain, I don't care if you say you're the num number one podiatrist in Denver, like anybody can claim that. Mm -hmm. I want to know specifically what problems you solve and how I'm going to feel when I'm done. That's all I care about. Our, our, in the medical world, our, your patients, they don't care about you. They care about what you can do for them. How they can care about you help them, their them? problem? Exactly. How can you help them solve this problem they have so that they can eliminate it and move on with the rest of their life? That's what they care about. Our message needs to focus on that. And all five of those websites, they said the same darn thing. Like nothing was different. And if you're saying the same dang thing, then what you are is a commodity. You're not differentiating yourself. You're not making yourself rise to the top where it's like, oh my God, that is the podiatrist I need, or that mm. I need, I have tongue tie. There's no other person in Denver Metro that you're going to go to other than this guy or this gal. That's what you want to be seen as. And unless wow. you focus your message on how you can help people and the results you're going to give them, 
then you're just seen as a commodity. The second problem people make when selling their services is they make it difficult for people to understand what they really do, you know, and we need to make it really clear. We're short on time. We are very impatient. You know, we're, we're used to, you know, our, our smartphones, I can put something in Google search and I've got an answer within seconds. If I land on your website and I can't understand really quickly what you do and how you're going to help me, I'm not taking my time. I'm going back to search results, clicking on the next one and, and moving on from there. Those are the two biggest mistakes people make when selling their services. Wow. And so can, can like fixing these problems, can this, this type of planning, can it be simple and, and can people kind of do it on their own? Do they always need someone? Are there some resources and, and things like that? There, there are a ton of resources out there, Don. It's overwhelming. I mean, it's overwhelming. Yeah. I mean, it's like, look, we can all do this, right? But especially as a doc, as doctors, you need to really decide like, one, I'm assuming that you became a doctor because, and you're a podiatrist because you enjoy it. Like there was something about that, that, you know, you're passionate about. Mm -hmm. Is Mark doing the marketing for your business, the highest and best use of your time? Uh, my guess is for most people, probably not. Yeah, um, Unlike Dan Kennedy, who says everyone should do marketing, right? That's, and that's how I kind of got interested in it, but it gets to a point where I don't have eight hours to do that unless no. I just do marketing and teach others how to do it. But I think the important thing is if you're not going to do your marketing, yep. having enough knowledge so that you can speak knowledgeably and hire people knowledgeably, that is going to serve you. But, you know, look, if you're not in marketing every day, if you're not in financial planning every day, you, you can't expect to be great at it. Correct. Or so, real estate or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Whatever the discipline is, you cannot expect to be great at it. You have to know enough so that you, you can feel confident in the people that you are hiring. Or you can hire somebody that sits on your side of the table that is going to manage the people that are marketing for you. Yeah. Right. One of the biggest issues I see with business owners that aren't doing the marketing, but they're trying to manage it is they don't have time. They're spread too thin and they don't have the knowledge or the skill set to be able to effectively manage and hold the people accountable that are doing the marketing. Wow. I, I right? never, I, Tim, I never thought about that. It's almost like a, an advocate like almost like, you know, I, I, it makes me think of like when they build schools around here, they have the company, but then they have these other supervisors that make sure they stay on time, on task. I, does that exist within marketing? Yeah, that's what we do, right? <laughs> so we help people. What we do is we help people put the fundamentals in place. Uh -huh. Now that they've had a plan, now that you have a plan, now you need to implement and execute it. Yeah. So it's one thing to create the plan. It's a totally different thing to implement and execute it. And Correct. that's where a lot of people... You don't have the, the bandwidth. Ball. You need a who. Like Dan Sullivan talks. You need a exactly. who, not how. That's right. So, you know, having somebody that can take ownership of the plan, hold the people that are implementing it accountable and report that back to you is really important. But look, unless you've got a huge office, you don't need a high level chief marketing officer or a VP of marketing. That's, a, that's a multiple yeah, six yeah. figure position. You don't need that but you do need somebody that has that strategic skill set and the ability to do that and manage your plan. 
because if you're if you're outsourcing, like look with podiatry, a lot of it's local, a lot of local marketing. It's it's a web I mean, for most of us. It's a website and maybe a couple of ads in local newspapers, and like that's the extent of it in a referral program. Like that's what you need. Referrals, website. If you're really investing, you might be doing some SEO. You know, getting your reviews dialed in. Well. Like, how do you know if you're paying somebody to do SEO or you're paying somebody to do paid ads? Let's say you're doing Google ads. You're a podiatrist. Yeah, you know, feet. Like, how do you know what those people should and should not be doing? And the data that they often send, people can't make heads or tails of it. So when you have somebody like us that's sitting on your side of the table who knows what that person should be doing and can help guide them and give them the strategic, the tools that they need, to be successful, all of a sudden your investment, you get much better return on your investment. Yeah. Well, with, with direct response, they always, you know, the little I understand about it, they said it has to be trackable. And it does. And, and, and but the stuff we do, you kind of, there always has to be a call to action and things like that. But like, I know the, the gist of it, but I like my website person says it is, but is it really, you know what I'm saying? It, mm-hmm. It's like, it's always almost seems like smoke and mirrors. It's not really clear. It's, the, in marketing, there are so many metrics and a lot of them don't mean anything. They don't matter. And so, you know, people are working with, and I'm picking on SEO people here. I don't mean to do that, but let's say an SEO person is like, Hey, you know, Hey, we're, we're driving traffic back to your website and you're getting all these statistics about all these visits that are going to your website. Well, n- those visits don't mean a darn thing unless patients are, are scheduling appointments. Right. So they may be driving a bunch of traffic, but guess what? It might be people that aren't ideal clients for you. And they land on your website and it's like, this isn't what I want. Boom, they're gone. So man, marketers are great at giving you metrics that make it look like what they're doing is effective when in reality it's not. And that's why a lot of people are investing in marketing. They're like, God, I'm investing in it, but it's not working. Like something is not right here. They're telling me it's right, but my business sure doesn't feel like it's right. And that's because you're, you don't have the right metrics. Or, or, or they don't have the right call to action when they get there. They don't have a squeeze page or whatever you want to call it. Like to, when they get there, there's no, no offer. Like you said, like, well, how do you differentiate yourself? What's your offer to get them in and, and uh, things like that? Wow. Don, it goes back to like these fundamentals that we're touching on. Your, your ideal clients, your messaging, what you say to them. Those two elements are like the fuel behind the tactics. So if you've got a, if you have a, if you have a website out there, but the message sucks and you have no good call to action, like it's, you're, you're the same old podiatrist as in any other area, there's, there's no drive there. Right. So in that case, you've got a website, which is the car, but you have no fuel in the car because you don't have ideal, good ideal clients. And you don't have messaging that's going to gain the attention and interest of those people. So you can see how in that analogy, great, I got a car with no fuel. I might be able to push it down the road, right? And I might get somewhere, but you're not going to get very far. And it's going to be a hell of a lot of work. When, when you've got the, the fundamentals in place, now you have the fuel to make the tactics work. Any tactic can work. That's great. Well, let's, um, let's get into some of the tips, I guess, then that you have or some recommendations that can help people's business and even their personal life. Like what, it, what I find is every time I, the deeper, the, I, I, there's some people that are good at complicating things, which you think is me. And there are other people <laughs> that are simplifiers, which it sounds like you're a simplifier. 
And uh, so what are some, some recommendations for people um, to not get overwhelmed by this? Because a lot of us, what are we doing? We're in between patients. We're thinking about marketing. You know, yeah. at the end of the day, we're thinking about marketing. You know, I don't do it on the weekends because I, I, I separate pretty well. Yeah. But, you know, we do it spare time and bootleg it and, and figure out, well, heck, I'm willing to pay if I got someone that would be willing to do it. You know, and a lot of yeah. us have expensive websites and we're like, okay, they're getting in patients, but that's where a lot of us are at. Yeah. So... I'm going to share three things that have helped me on my entrepreneurial journey. And these are not necessarily specific to just marketing. It's Mm -hmm. just running a business overall. The first one, a mentor of mine shared with me, he said, focus on the next measurable step. We get overwhelmed because we have all these damn things that are coming at us that we, oh, I need to do this and I need to do that. When we break all these complex things down to just the next measurable step, it, it eliminates that overwhelm. We know exactly what we need to do. We know what our priority is. It's measurable. So we know when we're going to hit it. And it's a small step. Taking a huge step seems like this big thing. When it's just a small little thing, it becomes so much easier and simpler for us to do. So focus on the next measurable step. When you hit that step, then you can identify the next one after that. And the next one after that, that has served me well in my journey. The second thing I would say that has served me really well is I am not adverse to change. Like I change stuff all the time, but so many business owners are like, they're terrified of change. And look, the pandemic has, has shown a lot of us like, man, you either adapt or you're, you know, you die. Like you have to adapt. And when you look at change and you fight it, you're like, you're paddling a raft up a river, upstream in a river. Like, why do that? Turn it around, be open to change and where the river's going to take you. And sometimes mm-hmm. you can find paths that take you to places you never expected you'd go. So be open to that change. Change is okay, right? Our businesses are evolving all the time. We just have to be open to it and looking at, Hey, where, where are the opportunities? There's plenty of people that have found ways to excel and thrive in the pandemic. And there are some that haven't. And my guess is a lot of the ones that haven't um, have resisted change. So that's the second one. The third one, which I tell my kids all the time, is do not compare yourself to anybody else. We get lost. We get sidetracked when we're like, oh, my God, man, there's this podiatrist over here. He, he, he or she, they're, they're freaking killing it. Like, why am I not killing it, right? This goes back to, you, you mentioned um, <clears throat> um, Dan Sullivan, right? The Gap and the Game, right? Great book. We're, look, we're comparing ourselves to these other people. Man, forget it. Focus on yourself. Where were you? Where are you now? Look at how far you've come and just don't worry about what other people are doing. Do your thing, focus on it and move on. That's that. That's that's because the comparison is the thief of joy. Yes, it is. And just compare with yourself. And if you look back and measure, you're going to see you come a long way, come a long yeah. way, even, even with all these ideas. Well, Tim, I think we covered a lot of ground here. Um, you said you had some free resources or people want to learn more about you. Where can they, where can they do that? Uh, yeah, I appreciate that, Don. The best place to go is our website, which is rialtomarketing.com. That's R-I-A-L-T-O marketing.com. The other resource, and there's all our, we put out a ton of content, plenty of resources there, links to all our socials there. But the other resource I want to share with um, your audience is at growthmarketingplan.com, growthmarketingplan.com. 
at that link, they will find our 90 day marketing plan kit, all the downloads, all the tools to help you put together an initial simple 90 day marketing plan. We look at marketing planning in 90 day sprints because it keeps things simple and it's agile. It's long enough to see results and it's short enough where you can make course corrections and just wash, rinse and repeat. The 90 day marketing plan template we use there, there's a video walkthrough, there's some sample templates, all that stuff is there. So if they go there, they can take advantage of that. It's totally free. And um, yeah, so I, you know, I hope all your, your, your podiatrist audience find some value in, in what we talked about because marketing, uh, it doesn't have to be difficult. Yeah, well, I, I appreciate you explaining this. I'm going to put some links here underneath the episode here on YouTube and also in the podcast. And uh, thank you so much for, for your time, Tim. I, I, we learned a lot here and I appreciate the, the, the going back and forth. Yep. Thank you, Don. Take care.